What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a show where we gather around this podcast table in your ears and talk about some Dungeons and Dragons. Each week, we or a listener like you writing into difficultyclass at gmail.com come up with a topic, question, encounter, or anything else somehow related to RPGs, and we have some fun talking about them. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, and with me this week is... Allie Deichman. That's right, and we're going to have some fun talking about characters today. Yeah, this was a topic brought to you by none other than Spencer, who is a constant listener and my lovely <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Please don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and it, it was funny because you texted me this earlier. The Spencer's uh, suggestion, everything. I'm like, oh yeah, we really never like talked about our characters like ever. Yeah, <laughs> we, we bring we them up the, a lot. We do. <laughs> I bring up Char and Wit like all the damn time, and there's a voice in the back of my head that's like, nobody knows who that is. Why did Why did you call it out by name? No one knows who that is. <laughs> so maybe now they might know. Um, yeah. But the, specifically, the 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 topic was. Um, what character? I just dropped my damn notes, and it's not in an easy to get place. Uh, Anywho, uh, I it is characters who we've played, but want to play again. Uh, mm-hmm. Who who it's it's that character that we'd love to go back to, and the I mean I know people who are like I have played the same character, like every game since i was a child i know those people like like one of them is my buddy from my old office job like he's like yeah i've been playing the same character since the, since the the 80s i'm like damn <laughs> you got some mileage out of that character yeah <laughs> but you and i kind of jump around yeah <laughs> and um we 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 have lists <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I am 100% listening, but go ahead and start with the characters. I try to take out my notes. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna start with my first 5E character that I ever built. Um, and I know it was my first because she was a wizard and had Eldritch Blast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mostly because I remember we had those spell cards, you know, that Gale Force 9 put out. Oh, the first edition ones that had the sharp corners that you could cut someone with. Yeah. And to make life easier, because we only had one player's handbook about us and we had like three spellcasters, my buddy, who was the DM at the time, gave me the arcane ones and was like, mm-hmm. here's your spell list, essentially. Go ahead and pick spells from there. You could see the spell levels on the corner here. So I'm like, cool. Level zero spells, cantrips, cool. All these choices. Unbeknownst to me that the arcane spell cards also included warlock like (laughs) sorcerer (laughs) all the other ones so it's just like oh (laughs) so miss miss katia crane um had a ton of spells (laughs) that she really shouldn't have (laughs) but uh she she's she's like the the character nearest and dearest to my heart not only because she was my first character i played in fifth edition but also because she's like the character that i want to play every game (laughs) but right now at the time being maybe it'll change when the domains of dread come out but um Mm. there's no real good like necromancer like build (laughs) so to speak and that's my that's my real heart that's that's what i want to play i want to play a good necromancer and uh that's what katya was she was she's a necromancer uh she (laughs) we we where to start with her? She came from a town of Espladar, and she lived in the world where magic was outlawed. And mm-hmm. her mother made a deal with a then necromancer at the time, pretty much saying, let me live long enough to raise my child, and it'll be fine. And he's like, deal. And she died before she could give birth. And so the necromancer's like, well here's part of my deal. So he brought her back, but also bringing back the unborn kid as well in mm. the process. And so Katya kind of had a history of like, I have a very deep fascination with death and undeath and I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of just stemmed there from there until her mom died again when she was 18. And she's like, and, and kind of spilled. She like told her, yeah, so you're kind of, brought back from the dead and she's like oh that explains it and uh, her natural affinity for magic and for for the the dead mm-hmm. um and so 
Katya had to leave this terrible town because it was like it was just the swamp muddy area of the whole country where nothing good came of it. <laughs> it was like Baldur's Gate meets Florida. Is <laughs> <laughs> really what Esplanar was. <laughs> That's the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's where she was from and um i she's the character that i have the most songs for in a playlist because oh i love that i have everything from before she was an adventurer to when her mom died to after she joined the group to when she met certain characters it's like every step of the moment i understood her character to a t i knew every single thought that she had and it was completely separate from my own. Like Katya is not me for once. Yeah. Like for, <laughs> for once. <laughs> like a lot of my characters I've built, especially like recently, I put a lot of me into there. But like mm. Katya was her own thing, which I I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do that again. See, see I, I I can't do that with my characters. I, if I, I'm like, no, I can't put any of me in there. I want them to be a functioning adult. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, and that was the thing with Katya. Like, in her group, she ended up being, like, not necessarily the mom, but the one that was responsible, which was hilarious because she was the most illegal out of all of them performing magic casually. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing a big-ass witch's hat just in broad daylight (laughs) and saying, no magic allowed, taking off her hat, putting it to her chest, going, oh, my, when her spider (laughs) familiar go, yeep, and just curl down her hair (laughs) to hide. It's like... (laughs) She was that kind of character. But one of my favorite things was a fly gave this necromancer was she spilled her beans at the site of gore. She could not. You've talked about this before. Yeah. Like you, you've mentioned it as like a character flaw thing that you did. And I love this. It's my favorite thing. If anyone killed something too violently, I had to roll a die. And if it was the wrong roll, well, she just kind of spent a couple actions over in the corner heaving. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, cause. I played with Ben in that game, and Alagaros had a penchant for just myrtleizing things completely. And it's like Katya, who literally brings back things from the dead, can't handle when someone gets decapitated. It's just, it's just what That's it so is. Good. I love that so much. <laughs> and I would, I would love to. Maybe not now, but eventually. Either mm-hmm. when I find the perfect homebrew or when I rewrite my own goddamn subclass, <laughs> I want to revisit that character and mm-hmm. and really build her really well and play her again in a whole new campaign too. Hell yeah. And yeah, there there is there is a big there is a a vacuum of space in like for necromancers and I, I, w- I wish it was greater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's that's Katya Crane. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, should, 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 I, should I go with one? Yeah, go for it. Now you got your notes. <laughs> yeah. No. It. Uh. Th- th- luckily, it wasn't as hard to get as I thought. I, was, I thought there was gonna be a lot of grunting that you would hear on on the audio and whatnot and things falling, but it was fine. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I've got my list here, and the the one that is the the one that's on here that that I'm gonna talk about first is is no, it's not the oldest one I lied it's well it's it's the one that's like it, this is the number one character I want to play again and he and you've heard me talk about it. his name is char Drakesbane char specifically char the green dragon Drakesbane <laughs> <laughs> um and this character was like the first character I think the one reason why like it it really yeah, it works for me is because it's the first character I made where like I I fully understood what role playing was mm. because all the other times I played it was more focused on it was coming off a of fourth edition and it was more about combat and everything like that. I had tried doing some role playing with a previous character who was also on this list, um, but uh, this was the first time that I really got it and I had decided that I wanted to just be the jerk hero <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like, you gotta be that like well it's because we were playing pathfinder first edition and originally this character was going to be a wizard it's really hard to do magic at level one in pathfinder first edition. and i was like no 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 <laughs> but the one of the one of the one of the schemes that i had done for that was that i uh there was a there was a uh uh 
God, what did they call them? It's essentially a background in first edition. And it was, uh, uh, you came from rich parents and you start with a shitload of gold. And the whole reason I was like doing that was because I was like, I can buy wands. Um, <laughs> but then I, uh, then, uh, you know, I decided I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do a fighter. I'm just going to be a fighter. That's it. And so I looked into it and whatnot. And I still really like the rich parent idea because I like the idea of this, like, like just, Thinks he knows how the world works, sort of douchebag. Uh, that is a monster hunter, and then I came up with this whole idea that he came from. He comes from a family of monster hunters. That's why they're rich, because they're the ones that went out back in the day and slayed the dragon and saved the kingdom and got paid for it. They're the mm-hmm. ones that were like, "No, you'll pay me now. Thank you." Yeah. <laughs> um. And so I took that and I was like, okay, well, I've got all this extra gold. What's the point of me having that first level? And I found a fighter type called Weapon Master, uh, which was where a a fighter is dedicated to a type of weapon specific, like not just like a not like martial weapons or you know that. It's like it is literally one specific weapon that you pick. And so it being a human and having uh, taking that and then being rich, I picked Bastard Sword. Because at first level in Pathfinder, I could afford a Bastard Sword. I could take the feat I needed to in order to... Yeah, there were feats you needed to take certain weapons in, in, in that game. <laughs> there still are in, in, in second edition. Um, and so Char was made. And like like I said, I want him to be a douchebag. But that was mainly... Ju- I was mainly doing that for, for comedy sake. Um, and not in the not in the absolutely offensive one. Like douchebag is in like the first time we walked into a dungeon. I looked, I picked up my actual Ray Bans, and I said Char puts on sunglasses. And my DM <laughs> goes, "Those don't exist. You can have smoke goggles." I went, "No, they're sunglasses." <laughs> um, but like he ended up because like I had him as chaotic good, and he really ended up becoming that character that what that acted like he didn't care but he absolutely did which is i i just i really ended up like loving the character because i would do these things that you know made it seem like he didn't want to do something or that he was just like oh god not another one of these but then he was the first one to to put his shield in front of someone mm-hmm. like he was always, my my favorite absolute freaking moment of this character wasn't until oh my god like we had to have been level 16, 17 at this point. I mean, we were playing for a few years now. And there's a there's a council of elves, and we're trying to convince them to join this other city to help them fight against a city that's literally being ruled by demons and crap. And um like they were like no we're not going to do it and char gets up there and just gives this freaking speech about doing the right thing and that if they don't do the right thing now they'll never gonna they're never going to get a chance because the entire world's going to get wiped like i just just did this like doctor who style speech and and like (laughs) i had this old ass elf I mean, ancient had the beard and everything, and he just leans forward and he did this voice that I still love. And he just has him go, I like your gumption. <laughs> and I had Char, without missing a freaking beat, go, I like the word gumption. <laughs> and everyone at the table face palmed, and my best friend Kyle turns to me, ha- head still in his hands, and goes, You are a walking disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh no no no! Sorry. I think it was you were a walking embarrassment. It, either way, it was so perfect in that moment because <laughs> it was the most char thing ever of just being the hero and then fucking it up. <laughs> I like your gumption. I like the word gumption. <laughs> yeah. Like it. it he he. It, the, he's not the smartest dude in the room, but like he is going to be the person. That ha- like is gonna have the biggest heart, even if it doesn't seem like it, and that's why I absolutely love that character. Um, and the 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 thing, I don't know if you're listening to this, Christian. <laughs> I'm calling you up by name. I'm not saying your last name, but if you're listening to this, I still fucking hate you. 
Because here's the thing. Char is a monster hunter. His whole thing is about hunting monsters. <laughs> In fact, I even wrote it into his backstory that he's not allowed to come back home until he's killed a dragon. We fought four dragons through that campaign. <laughs> and every time that last blow was taken from him. <laughs> and one of them, the last one, Christian's character, who was a, a wizard, telekinetic flung my own sword <laughs> into the dragon's head. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what no, a great like, it, driving force, though. Oh yeah, no, really. Well, it, like, like that was the great thing. Like Ike was really, really cool about because I brought up these, um, uh, this family and whatnot. And during the last part, like he had me actually write out these care these this family, and they came and helped fight. So like I got to really flesh out Char and his family and all of that stuff, and I, I just I love him. I want to bring him back. I've never gotten to play him in the Forgotten Realms. I have not gotten to play him once in 5th edition, and it hurts. Also, sorry <laughs> if you hear my cat. She just has some input that's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's funny because usually you... you This is not calling out or anything. You you enjoy putting your characters as NPCs into the world. Yes. But you I, haven't, I haven't done that with Char. I haven't done it with Char, yeah. But I feel like you can't. Like I feel like in order yeah. to have Char, you have to play him. Yeah, 100%. Like, like that, that's kind of why I haven't done that mm. is because, uh, because it, it, I, I can't just like, he's the kind of dude that's like, he's, he's going to be the one that steps up and does something that doesn't make a good NPC. That's a protagonist. Mm -hmm. I can't have an NPC outstepping the players or anything like that because he may as well be a player then. Yeah. So it, it that that's, yeah, I, I, I just can't do it. But that's Char. <laughs> oh, I will say, the reason I gave him the nickname the Green Dragon was because I told I I the reason I did the name Char is because of Char Asnable from Gundam, <laughs> and he was called the Red Comet, and so I was like, you know, well, I gotta give him some the Green Dragon. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. So, my next character. Mm -hmm. Um. And this is purely going to just completely boost your ego. Um, oh, God. Because it's in a very specific way. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gwendolyn Joy Joyce. I love her. I love Me her too. so much. <laughs> I love her so damn much. So she was my technically second fifth edition character mm -hmm. I ever built. Uh, you know how I said that Katya was her own character? Gwen is mm -hmm. like me. If yeah. I had more charisma <laughs> and an eye patch, that's who Gwen is. And an eye patch, yeah. <laughs> and like, I love Gwen so much because she's just the most easiest character I could ever play. Because it's just like it's me with a little more sass and very straightforward. And like, I built her four different ways just to see where which way she would be more natural. And every time a new subclass comes out, I'm like, oh, no, that one fits her better. And it's she's my bard. Yeah, <laughs> she's the reason why I love bards so much. And that largely has a, it's because of you, <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> it's 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 because of how you ran that game. And like, I would love to play Gwen again with the caveat of with you running again. <laughs> okay okay well to be fair you have gotten to do that once when I we have. finished off that fourth edition game and i want to do it again yeah. <laughs> the, so, see here's the thing here's the thing that i got to put in here about this is that like i starting that game was still when i was not a great dm as far as like plot and whatnot or even like introducing characters because when i think back on the way that your character got introduced, I kind of facepalm, but at the same time, it's probably the most perfect way she could have been introduced <laughs> because I had no, cause you, you, you missed, what was it? You missed like the first two sessions mm -hmm. and it was after greenness had already happened. Cause it was tyranny of dragons yep. and I didn't, they were already traveling. I'm like, I don't know how to have you enter. They just pass you on the road and you were late to greenness. <laughs> But at the same time, like, because we had talked about it and I told you that 
because you wanted the, the character to be musical and whatnot. And I said, well, screw it. It has nothing to do with game mechanics. You have a floating lute mm-hmm. that plays like rhythm for you while you play yours. And so you literally walked up to the party with a magical lute floating next to you playing as you played your own and singing along with it. And that's how you got introduced to the party. And honestly, that's possible. That's possibly the best way Gwendolyn could have been introduced. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't want anything. And it was completely anything... by, by just incompetence of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing with Gwen. She wouldn't want anything bigger, bigger than that. Yeah. She, she's like, hey, this is me, and this is my goal. Are you here for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it was something just like, you, like, Gwen was just like, oh, where are you all uh, heading from? They were like, oh, greatest. We just took, you know, we saved it from this freaking dragon. And she's like, oh, well, I was going to go do that, but um, where are you all going now? I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And like the most hilarious thing about that, because that was all of our first like characters, we got to role play in the moment, but we didn't actually get into like role playing, role playing. Yeah. It was more so just reactionary. And so no one at the table really ended up learning about Gwen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who she was or where she came from. Just that she carries a lot of swords and yes. that she knows how to play music really well. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and she has an eye patch. No one asked her about that, <laughs> which yeah. makes me laugh to this day. But, yeah. it's, it's... But it's, again, like, th- this was, like, I feel like w- all of us, me, me included, like, we were all different players by the time we ended that campaign which is wild because it didn't actually go on that long we did almost a chapter a session yeah no it was a very short one i remember i think it must have been like 16 or so sessions at most yeah something like that yeah yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty short but just there's so much potential in role-playing with gwen and mm-hmm. like I said, I kind of I just want it to be with you running it because I still want her to have her stuff because that's also part of who she is. Mm, yeah. You know, and it's like who what, I, what? I may or may not have given uh, my other sister who's playing a bard a dancing sword because you had one and it worked so well. Yeah. And it's like, what, what, what other DM would allow me a floating mandolin that plays for me and At a dancing level. sword and a sword of dragons? And well, okay, <laughs> that other stuff came later. I didn't give you all that at first level. I know, but still, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, yeah. Um that she, that that would be cool. <laughs> she's just one of my favorite characters. And yeah, with all the new uh like uh subclasses that are out, like the Bard of Eloquence would probably be who she is, like her actual class. Mm-hmm. So like even though I've built her now a total of four different ways, I feel like I need to build her one more time. And have her be appropriate to where she needs to be. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. I would, lo- uh, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I feel like I, I have cheated you out because, like, I've been using Gwen in, as NP as an NPC in so many damn things. Like, like it, it. it she, most of the time when I, because Gwen was, you know, listeners who have listened for a long time, Knights of Skyreach, that was the group that they founded that I made a faction in my world that's persisted through it. Like, mm-hmm. anytime I have Knights of Skyreach show up, it's essentially, it's either Gwen or your sister's character, Oriana. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, it, it's one of those two people I've had other, I had I had Malastare show up at one point and <laughs> my players almost killed him. <laughs> and, I, and I was like... And, and like he tried to do it, and after the game, I told him like, "By the way, that NPC was one of my friend's characters. If you had actually killed him, I don't know what I would have had to do. Like, I would have had to call my friend and be like, "Hey, one of my one of my players just killed Malastare." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is the the Elwoods. What like it's hard because remember when Gwen almost did. <laughs> Mm, that's fair that's fair that is fair yeah yeah yeah, that was that was mm, scary but yeah yeah, like Gwen I would love to go back to I would love to play her again and I did get to play her again like two more times it was in that that finish the the finale to the 4e game that you had and also Mm -hmm. at the bookstore when I was the NPC that you had been portraying but actually me playing that's right yeah yeah yeah. 
I show up to the bookstore and I'm like, I, I, I have Gwen. It was the first time I ever played with you guys too. And you're like, oh yeah, bring her along. That'll be perfect. So I'm playing this level 16 character and everyone else had level yeah. four characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is perfect. So <laughs> it was perfect. Like, cause the best part was, is you were the oldest person at the table. So you like literally were, were babysitting. Yeah. Like it both, both in game and out of game. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> That was the best. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that's Gwendolyn uh, Joy Joyce. <laughs> yep. God, so good. No no relation to Anthony Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh really hard the first time I saw his name. I was just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so, well, okay. I, I, can, can I ask about like like her backstory? Or do you want to keep that a mystery for like a later later session? Because I'm fine with that. No, uh, hilariously, it's <laughs> it's rather short. <laughs> okay. Um. So she had been a traveling bard for most of her young life, and like she had a knack for it. She was naturally inclined to magic, and she was a really good storyteller. That was her technical instrument was storytelling, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the reason why you giving her the magical instrument that played music for her was so perfect, because she preferred doing the oration versus the actual playing. Mm. And... Eventually, she actually found a very pretty man, and they got married, and they had a family and everything. Oh, whoa. And, like, she settled down in a village, and she was the bard of the village, and she everyone really, like, enjoyed her. And she it, it was a really good life. And she, she was a half-elf, and so she was, like, around 40 or so when this all happened at this point, where suddenly, Tyranny of Dragons happens, and... Her dragon was her 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 town was beset by dragons, mm. specifically a big old red one, mm. and literally everything was burned up. Yeah, she tried to save like her family, but couldn't, and in the process, got really hurt, lost an eye, and mm. had to make her way out of that. And from there, she had a personal vendetta against dragons and specifically the events that led up to said dragon, yeah. which is why she was so inclined to taking down Tiamat and everything it was because she the, didn't want that to happen to every other person. The wild thing for me about that is the fact that like that, like, you know, f- that would be, you know, because I could see somebody like rolling their eyes at that story because it's like, oh, you lost your family and all that stuff. But the thing is, is like you didn't play that character like Gwen was genuinely one of the most joyous people like you were that character had a smile and was like the driving force force of being good the whole time. And Mm -hmm. that is a just so sad backstory that is now breaking my heart to know. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah, that's dang. Well done. Yeah, (laughs) it was straight out of the book from Tyranny of Dragons, but I went with it. (laughs) That's well played. Well played. Um, my my next character is also uh, an ego boost for you. <laughs> um, I want to play Tenna of the Black River again <sighs> so damn bad. Yes, I love her. Like the fact that I mean, we only played like a three hour set. Okay, three hour and some change with some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that on the show. Go listen to Anthony's episode if you want to hear more. Um, <laughs> but like, I. It was it was a character that I made and and got to the table without a lot of thought in between and just instantly fell into the character. Like when you were describing the 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 cottage at the beginning and the old woman and everything, I was like I was fucking there. Yeah. Like I I knew how Tenna would react. I knew what she would do. I knew what she was planning on doing. It, I I haven't had a character click like that with me in so long that it just it, it was one of those where I'm just like, "No, this is this is perfect. I know who this character is and I know what she wants and I know why she can't get it." Yeah. This is great. And and well, the the other thing that I want to talk about though is that and I don't know if I if I talked about this on the show or anything like that, but um the the most of her name is actually a shout out to one of our players from the bookstore games. Mm-hmm. Um and 
it, it was the 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 uh, lady that always came. I'm not gonna say her name, but like she she came the first time to a session, and I gave her a pre written sheet because she she'd never played fifth edition before. She but she played first edition and everything back in the day and like even brought books with her at some point she's like here's a first edition freaking book i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah that was in my garage um (laughs) but uh i gave her a, a a drow assassin and um I was like, what, what's your, what's your character's name? And she thinks for a second, she kind of looks up and then she looks back at me and says, no one of the black river. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I was like, I was like hey, did you have that one in the chamber? And she's like, no, I just came with her right now. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's real fucking cool. Um, and every session that she came to, um, she always played no one like every single time um and like no matter what level it was or anything like i even did it where like i specifically went and made her a separate sheet because we always used to just make random sheets for people i went and made her a specific sheet for no one mm-hmm. and made sure that she had it for the appropriate level with items that she'd had from pre- she was the only player i ever let carry over items from other games at the bookstore and i did not feel bad about that yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, when we decided to do, uh, the, the blood hunter and Anthony Joyce was freaking awesome and, and, uh, let us, uh, read through it before it was released. I was trying to come up with this character and I was like the black river. Like I want to, I want to expand on that. And so, yeah, I made, I, I don't know where I got the name Tenna or anything, but Tenna of the black river, just, it flowed. It sounded great. Mm-hmm. And it was again, like. And it was probably taking some of what uh, the 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 woman at the bookstore does, and like that's one reason that I I felt like I could I I understood this character is because I knew who this character was associated with. Yeah. Um. And and I and I did tell her uh, after we did that game that uh, that I made a character and and had it as part of the Black River, and she absolutely loved it. Oh. But um. <laughs> Yeah, no, like Tenet is 100% a, a, a character I want to bring back, but it, it's it's definitely one where it's like, I need it to be in the right game. I can't, I, I don't want to bring her into a happy-go-lucky group because that's not her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's very serious. Like she's very, she she is the blood hunter. Like she is, she has a goal and everything like that. So she would stand out as like the like, oh, you're the dark and breeding one. It's like, well, yeah, because she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I that 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 is that is one for me is Tenna. I love Tenna. No, like you mentioned, like you easily flowed into her and what her motivations were, and it showed whenever we were when when we played that game too. Because mm-hmm. that was yeah. the first time we played her, and but it felt like you were just stepping into a character that you've been playing for the past year. <laughs> I know it was wild, mm-hmm. absolutely wild. I actually pulled up uh, her her D and D Beyond. She right now she has five hit points. And I was like, oh god, I forgot how messed up she got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that white kicked your ass, man. <laughs> oh, so bad. So so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what, what's another one of yours? So I have a character in another one of my friends' homebrew games. Um, my buddy Adam made this whole homebrew world where essentially there was like this order and it was created to help protect the world. And the main like villains that threatened said world were giants and dragons. Mm-hmm. Also in said world was uh, the concept of this rarity of tieflings and that they were actually a blessing. And Uh-oh. similar to Asimar, like in oh. canon. However, it's tieflings. And when he said that, my uh, little, my little, my little head went, "Yes, be that person. Do it. You never get to do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I made a tiefling, and she essentially the way her story worked was because these tieflings are so rare, but they're considered to be quote gifted in every mm-hmm. way. The order essentially conscripts them at a young age as soon as they're known, and raises them in the order. Mm-hmm. and so she pretty much was taken from her parents quote willingly and because she was four <laughs> and she was raised up in the order to be the best swashbuckler rogue you ever known 
and she is good at what she is. She has this beautiful large hat. She is <laughs> just a bisexual disaster, and I love her. <laughs> you know, it's it's that character. I finally was able to play that character with with, with Jamie. It. Yeah, I Jamie. Love it so much. Jamie Waring was was one of my favorite. Just you're you're a flirt on feet <laughs> and you have a sword <laughs> and she's the epitome like her character essentially can be summed up with the if you don't believe in yourself believe in the me that believes in you mm-hmm. like that's who she was she brought other people up and other people were like inspired with her presence <laughs> because <laughs> she was a tiefling and if she mm-hmm. said you can do it that meant oh my god maybe i can do it and she really took that to heart that maybe she has this ability to to get other people to do well and so like in in that homebrew world when the order literally crashed and burned um she was lost and she realized she wasn't lost because she lost everything she was lost because she's free for the first time in her life and she realized ah that's my goal that's what i've been missing my whole life i've been <laughs> I want to be free. I want to have my own choice of what I want to do, my own mm-hmm. just everything. And so she really believes in in fighting for for that freedom. And she believes in bringing the best out of everyone around her. And she does not stand for bullies <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. She will literally cut a bitch if they try <laughs> to talk down her friends. She stood up to the king, called him a wuss. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's gone from braiding her best friend's hair to being this the wingman for her other friend at the bar all on the same night because they both needed her to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she's so versatile in, in how she is, but she's also so completely her. Yeah. And like... I have two Hero Forge minis of her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god, we haven't even talked about it. I have so many Hero Forge minis of these people. <laughs> like, I have one from when she was level like two. And it's just mm-hmm. her with her iconic hat, and she's got a little like corset vest and a rapier. But then mm-hmm. I have her at level twelve, and she has still the hat, but she has her rapier and on her She's actually holding like in a protective stance, like "Don't you ever talk to my son again?" <laughs> a, a fairy dragon that's on her left hand, oh, because in their that. adventures they actually came across this fairy dragon, and despite them traveling with a literal legend princess, the fairy dragon liked her. <laughs> oh my god! And she's very protective of that little guy, <laughs> even if he causes a lot of little problems. And it's just like it's so her and it's Mm -hmm. she was such a blast to play because she there was that unrequited love with like the princess but at the same time it's like do i really want to settle down when i just realized that i want to be free like (laughs) there was that that jamie was the character i got to role play literally the most with with other characters and it really got allowed me to to kind of realize her character and who she is and I would love to bring her into other campaigns, like knowing like who she is fully. Cause even in the yeah. beginning, I didn't know who she was. It wasn't until her background got burned down that I realized, Oh, this is who the character is. So it's mm. like, I'd love to bring that, that character to other campaigns too. It would yeah. just be such a blast. And it's also really fun playing a swashbuckler rogue. Mm. <laughs> like no joke. <laughs> Oh, I believe that. I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. And like with our party dynamic, she was also like the tank and the striker at the same time. So it's kind of <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but it worked That's for the, the leader character that she was. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's uh, Jamie Waring. Jamie Waring. I like that name. That's mm-hmm. really good. Um, okay. This, this character. This character... Oh, see, it sh- it should it should be at the top of my list, and the reason why is because this is on my have gotten to play 
but want to play again. But really, this is I've gotten to play him a handful of times and every time it's fallen through and I just I just want to play him because he has the most ridiculous backstory I've ever written. And I wrote twenty four hundred words before I even went to the table with the sheet. <laughs> so, OK, let, 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 let's talk about Angus O'Lear. <laughs> Angus O'Lear was my first fifth edition character, and it was me trying to find something that was different because I I had done a couple of Pathfinder characters by that point, and I was like, okay, I want to do cleric, but like I I want it to be different and whatnot. And I'd been reading the the Iron Druid um books at the time, and. Like I was thinking about, I, I had a lot of that in my head and I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm, but I'm not going to make a character that's based on that. But then as I started making class choices, everything kept falling in place and I was like, shit. Okay. So if you've read the Iron Druid Chronicles listeners, this is going to sound slightly familiar, but it is a character that I absolutely love. And does it is in the uh, want him in the Forgotten Realms? So Angus O'Lear is from Ireland, <laughs> like 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 Earth Ireland. <laughs> uh not 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 to be you know mixed up with Mars Ireland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, lived a life. Uh, he had a family, and this was I think I put him at like, oh God, eleven hundred like 1100 somewhere around there he was a farmer and a sailor and whatnot and he died oof. i know right Pfft. oof big oof um and he went to tirnanog and there he fought in um a in wars uh with other spirits led by the tuatha de danann and they were fighting against the 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 uh the firbolgs not the firbolgs no what are they uh the 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 big Nasty Fomorians. guys, Fomorians, Fomorians, the Fomorian yes, Fomorians, yes, <laughs> um, because they were like uh, an antagonist to the Tuatha Dé Danann in folklore and everything like that. Well, not just folklore, but like religious things and stuff. I said that wrong. Forgive me. Uh, but uh, and essentially, what happened was I can't remember exactly what went down, but he fought uh for um uh oh my Monamon McLear. Which is still a name that I just freaking love, mm -hmm. uh, and also you, I guarantee anyone out there, you have seen the symbol of Monomon McLear and didn't know it because it's goddamn everywhere. I saw it on in a wallpaper design at the Winchester Mansion. It's everywhere, <laughs> um, and so essentially stuff went bad. Monomon McLear is known for having a sword called Fragara, which is the the answerer, which is a sword that you point at someone and they cannot lie to you. Um, and essentially, stuff was going bad, and um, Monomon McLear trusted Angus, and so he gave Angus the uh, Fragara to hide it, and he sent him to another world. That's where the Forgotten Realms stuff comes in. He sent him to the Forgotten Realms to hide Fragara from uh, the, 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 I already forgot their freaking name. Fomorians. Fomorians. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is a, so the, 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 again, like a lot of that sounds like Iron Druid with Fragara and, and Monomon McLear and stuff like that. But like the things that fell in line was I wanted to make a cleric, I wanted to make him uh, a Tempest cleric. Uh, because I, I didn't want to do the normal healing stuff and whatnot, and Tempest sounded really cool, and it's, it sounded like something I wouldn't normally play. And then I was like, okay, he's going to be a Tempest cleric, he's going to be lawful neutral, and then I looked at gods, and I'm like, well, these suck, and I just kept reading through that section, and then it's like, real world gods, Monomon McLear is uh, god of the Tempest and lawful neutral, and I went, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so I texted my buddy who was DMing it. I was just like, what if I told you my character's from Ireland and I made it make sense? And he goes, send me the Word document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so like I that game went on for a few sessions and then uh didn't end up continuing. Uh our, our friend friend of the show, Dusty Hill, did a uh, campaign and I had uh Angus and O'Lear in there for a second, and then the scope of it changed, so I changed characters because I didn't feel like Angus fit anymore. Um and so yeah, I, I just I just wanna have my Irish dude that is shocked by literally everything he sees as he wa like I just I, I made him to be a Watson character mm -hmm. who just is surprised as all hell at literally everything because every he went he died and went to the the freaking ireland like heaven and crap like that but everything down here is a surprise <laughs> so like i i just i want to play him because he just sounds like so much fun <laughs> yeah yeah there's something about a fish out of water story and yeah. being able to actively play that <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, and and I, I'm like, if I can get a DM who's like cool with like eventually, because the thing is that I told that I told the DM, and I've told every DM, it's like I have Frogera, uh, which by the way is actually a D and D item. <laughs> I actually have a second edition book in the living room that has the answer as a weapon. Um, but I was like, I don't, I can't use it. I don't, I I don't use it because I can't attune to it. I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been like, if I can eventually get there and if maybe like Fomorians come and try, I remembered if they, if they try <laughs> and come and take it, that would be cool. But that's the thing. Like it's, I don't want him to be the focus, but at some point I want that part of the story to come up because that's why he's there. Yeah. So it's, it, it's one of those very like, I want to play him, but I, this is why I don't, this is why I can't. Yeah. Uh, it's. I feel like that's kind of a common thing. Like, <laughs> I would love to play Jamie Waring again, but it would, I, I feel like I would need to tweak a lot of her in order to make it work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got uh, one more each, correct? We're, 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 is yeah. That, is that, okay. The, here's the funny thing, Lister. We actually had a second topic prepared because we didn't think that this one was going to fit a whole thing. Isn't that hilarious? Because we just talk so much. <laughs> talk How many times do you hear that from us this year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what, what is, what is your last one on your list? So, before I go into a last one, I have to do a, uh, uh, an, a bonus one that isn't actually one because I can't. An honorable mention. An honorable mention. <laughs> uh, literally honorable mention. Uh, Miss Amelia Decker. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to play her again, but she has to solidly stay dead. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I will remember you. Uh for for listeners, that that's the character that uh was in my Strahd game that we talked about that died twice in the last session. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. A, it, that, that session, man. Oof. Mm -hmm. I, I love that character and I, I loved everything mm -hmm. she stood oh, for. Oh, I love her too. But I, love I, her too. I just can't play her again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah I, that... I get that. I get that. Like bringing her back would just feel wrong. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if it was in a different game, different universe and everything, it was just like, nah. That's... nah. nah. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um. So the the my last actual one I'm going to talk about is Mishana Liston. Um, okay. Yeah. She is a copper dragonborn. Ooh. Uh, she is a paladin and she is in the world of Wildmount. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, for those that are aware of my friend Marcos, uh, he is streaming every now and then a D&D &D game in which me and my friends are part of. Um, Mishana Liston was the paladin of the group. Uh, the whole homebrew world, it, it's its wild mount, but there's an extra little island added in there. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And that's where Misha is from. Uh, Misha and her friend uh, Valentine, essentially. They're both from this uh, island that has been cursed, that essentially no boats can go in or out of. And it wasn't until about like a thousand years later that a artificer was able to finally harness the power of these magical crystals and build a boat that can get out of there. And they're like, the island was like, well, we need an expedition of people to do this. <laughs> and so when they were scouring the island, figuring out who would be best, one of the people was Valentine, who is 
a very charismatic uh, wizard, essentially, who's like, I was born on a boat. I'm here to drive a boat. And I know how to use this boat because it's <laughs> magical. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're an obvious choice. <laughs> and the other one was Misha. Misha grew up on the fishing docks of this island. She grew up among the small inner politics of all the fishermen of this very limited fishing range because you're not allowed to leave the island, right? Mm-hmm. And so fishing was actually a very limited resource. And so it was very political. So she learned how to be an ambassador among each of the fishing villages that are scattered along this island. So not only did she understand the history of the island, she understand how to bring about peace among two people that really didn't want to be peaceful with each other. Mm-hmm. She That was her whole thing. She was a paladin of uh, peace. I forgot exactly what subclass that was, but it, it was that flavor. And on top of that, she grew up on boats. So she knows how to fix boats. She knows how to fish. She knows how to do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, her only downside is that she's a hoarder. Oh, okay. <laughs> and for those that have watched it, it's kind of hilarious because at one point we go to a museum and I'm like, hey, Marcos, what do they, what do they have in the gift shop? He's like, well, I they have love that. And she came back to the ship with a couple things one of them being a sticky hand version (laughs) of one of the artifacts of power (laughs) she in her her hoard so to speak she has a broken ship in a bottle from the first place they went to and so the whore it's a dragon's whore yeah uh she has (laughs) she has just trinkets from every single place they've gone to she is keeping every single weapon that she picks up. She <laughs> there was even this point where we went to this island and there was this uh Quetacotl who was like, Hey, if you give up something of worth, I will impart wisdom on you. Mm-hmm. Valentine had to give up like the one picture he has of his parents. Like uh Spencer's character had a uh, kale chip had to give up like the the one thing that he had for his friend that he was missing. And like Misha's like, Hey, so I got this thing at a gift shop and I really don't want to get rid of it. And she put it on the thing. And because Marcos knows my character and how much it hurt to let go of something, Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, that works. Even though it was literally a two copper thing that you could easily buy again. She knows that it worked meant a lot to you to give that up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I love this dragon. (laughs) Not to mention she's on a boat. So she has like her own little stash that's slowly growing bigger and bigger. (laughs) And I just love playing Misha. Just everything from her just being that peaceful ambassador of knowing Mm -hmm. like, no, we can't keep the dog. We're on a boat. We can't feed it. (laughs) To like, yes, we can find the dog a new home though. Like finding that middle ground for all the people that she can and also being able to survive out on the open waters which is just such a fun game and misha was the perfect perfect little person to go in there for me yeah and not to mention i just i always wanted to play a dragonborn like that and (laughs) and the fact that she's just a copper one and she's like do you like lightning (laughs) (laughs) yo i heard you like lightning (laughs) because if talking doesn't work <laughs> yeah. But that, God, that's Misha. You know, you're making me realize like I haven't really ever played a Dragonborn except for an NPC that I had in fourth edition. And it's <laughs> weird because I I love Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Like I just love them so damn much. Yeah, they're not nice. as much as Kyle. My buddy Kyle. <laughs> he love him a Dragonborn. True. <laughs> yeah. I I that man has played more Dragonborn characters than I think i i've ever heard anyone talk about his first character was dragonborn his second character was dragonborn and then uh a tomb of annihilation he had another dragonborn <laughs> which by the way the tomb of annihilation one was named after the first character <laughs> <laughs> loved it i loved it um okay so again i'm looking at the the second topic we had on here and i'm just cracking up that we thought that we couldn't fill an hour with us uh or mainly i i have the doubts and i'm i'm silly we'll We'll do that as another episode yeah i was gonna say that's just another episode man. that's just another episode yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um okay so 
this this last character is, is is kind of a cheat because I have used him as an NPC and I will continue to use him as an NPC, but I desperately want to play him again. It's Wit. Yeah. Um. I I love Wit so much, and it and it's it's wild because he's not at all what I would originally imagined for the character, and he became so much more, and I just love him. Um, I also love the fact that he doesn't have to be him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's also kind of like forgotten um, what he was. So I, I know I've talked about, uh, briefly about him before. The The name is is an, uh, is an homage to uh, Brandon, Sanders, Brandon Sanderson character from Stormlight Archives, which is uh, the, he, he, they, everybody calls him Wit, but that's because he was the King's Wit, which is kind of like kind of like basically a stand up comic, like a stand up insult comic, <laughs> which I really loved. <laughs> I love the idea that this king was just like, I bring around this. I bring around Jerry Seinfeld with me. <laughs> And he just like puts down every one of the royals around me. I like I love that idea. Um, but I just I liked the name Wit. It it like it just had that one syllable, like really quick sound to it. Um and the the other thing was is that, you know, if you've read read those books, there's some weird stuff about him moving between places. Um and that was the original idea for this character before that name. I, I, I chose the name because I had to do it quick. Essentially what happened was during our first, uh, one of our first edition Pathfinder games, I was playing a wizard, uh, Alareth. Um, and I was, I, I looked at the DM and was like, Hey, like this is not against you or the game. I'm not having fun with my character. And it's not the character himself. I love Alareth. Yeah. Alareth is another one of my favorite characters ever. But I'm not having fun with a wizard in Pathfinder because it's literally just the same thing every turn. Yeah. Um and I and I was like I want to change classes. And he goes, "If you can make it make sense this session, I'll let you do it." And I went, "Okay." I have something in the chamber that I don't think you're ready for. <laughs> and he goes, shoot. I said, okay, I've always wanted to play a character that was actually a God and nobody knew. Mm -hmm. And he goes, excuse me. I was like, yeah, I, I want to play a character that is a God that possessed somebody that just watches the adventures, knows everything that's going to happen and just lets it happen because he just wants to see it happen in real time. And he's a bard because, of course, he would be because occasionally he goes in there's like, hey, no, you, you need a little help there. Yeah. So that was the that was the original idea was that he was a god and uh, was possessing Alarith's body. And then when and then I didn't get to the point of thinking of a name until you all went, what's your name? And I went, oh. Um. <laughs> Wit. <laughs> um, so that that's that, and that name like just I originally even said like that's a placeholder name, but it stuck because everyone's like, no, that has to be his name. That just does. Um, but like over time, he changed so much. Like um, at one point, Ike was like, "Hey, I I need you to actually write a backstory for what Wit is, so I know." And that was another time where I cranked out 2,400 words <laughs> and I sent it to him and he went, I did not expect this. I went, really? You didn't? Um, and essentially his backstory, like I, I sat down and just unloaded and I don't know where any of it came from. And I loved every word that I wrote. Like mm -hmm. it's one of the rare times that I loved. I didn't change a single thing Ooh. after I got done. Ooh, that feels nice. <laughs> yeah. And essentially what it was, was wit is an amobius consciousness that can move through the multiverse, but at one time was mortal, but he can't remember that anymore. He doesn't even remember why he's like he, how he is now. He just is. And he, I think I put it in that he feels like he lost a bet with a really powerful <laughs> being. Like how else would he have gotten there? <laughs> Yeah, and that and that and honestly, I've never gone deeper than that for it. I don't want to know what it is because I love the idea that Wit doesn't know, and I don't want to know. I love um, that concept because a lot of people and a lot of YA authors, for example, do the whole like, "Oh, they remember everything," but it's yeah, like no, Wit's Wit like, "I don't, 
I don't know why. Wit will never remember. Wit will absolutely never remember. Mm-mm. And like, like legitimately, if I was playing a game, the DM did that, I'd be like, stop, hold up, no. Um, and uh, so essentially, he was this this consciousness that moved through the multiverse and then would uh, essentially be able to have this top-down view of the planes and was able to pick a point and just zoom in on it. Like basically like Google Earth, where it's just like I'm scrolling in and pick someone they're they're in he's in that person's body mm-hmm. and he's walking around and he would just experience the planes that way one of his favorites planes is ravnica by the way um and <laughs> he loves having coffee there uh <laughs> but i wanted to have like as i was writing i'm like well there needs to be more at stake here like I can't just have this dude that just flies around and everything like that. So then I started researching multiverse stuff, which is what the first time I really got into Spelljammer and my God, I fucking want it. Um, but essentially I learned about the lady of pain who rules uh sigil and really hates interlopers a lot, which is exactly what wit is in uh, every way, shape and form. Yes. He is. He is almost the antithesis to like, her whole shtick. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I just want the planes to exist and not know about each other. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she sends mercy killers after him. They they kidnap him. They they were not kidnapped. They, they they arrest him and everything like that. She rips him out of a body, and is like, you have to stop. And he's like, no, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and. So she essentially, I think I wrote that she like literally stuck her hand into his essence and rewrote him Ooh. and made it so she, because she's, she's a lady of pain. Like she, she likes pain. And so what she did was, okay, fine. You, uh, you, you are still as you were, but you, once you get in a body, you can't leave it until it's dead. Mm-hmm. Which drastically changed wit as I was writing him because I had this just devil may cry didn't give a damn about anything could go anywhere he wants and then every time he takes a bot he takes a form he's literally robbing that person of their life yeah he is he he's becoming them and everything like that and it was weighing on him and everything. And essentially what I had happened in the game is that we all got teleported to a different planet mm-hmm. in, in Pathfinder. It wasn't planes. It was planet. We got teleported to another planet. And then when Alarith came out, he was wit and wit didn't even know why he was Alarith. It was one of those things where it's like, I didn't know that this was going to happen. Also, Wit most of the time chose assholes, like like evil people. So he's like, it's fine. They they they're 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 gone. They're, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like they were killing people. I'm not. It's yeah. cool. Um just to get him in hot water. But um <laughs> but essentially um I really liked what Ike did with it and, and made me love Wit more is uh, essentially at one point we lost a character to the Boneyard and we were all like, well, we're going to the Boneyard and getting her back. The best side quest, 5% chance. 100%, 5% chance, yeah. And (laughs) when we went there, Alarith was there as a spirit. And I got to have two of my characters interacting with each other. And I I became the DM role as a player of talking back and forth to myself. You were there for this. I'm telling the listeners, yeah. you were there for this. You saw this live. And um, I got to have this really cool moment where Alarith was like, I see what you're doing and I see what you are. I want you to have I want you to keep using my body. Like I, I am an old elf. I'm fine. I lived a lot. I'm still existing. You can do good with this body. Mm-hmm. And so I got to have this really cool moment of like Wit actually for once getting permission to have that form and exist in it. And I've straight up had like like uh, like I said I have him as an NPC. He's still in Alarith's body. It's gotten a little fucked up though. <laughs> he may or may not um have been turned into a mind flare. <laughs> 
but here's the thing because he got that permission from Alith, he feels really fucking bad about it. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. his new mission has been trying to figure out how to reverse it. <laughs> Not because he cares, he thinks it's actually kind of cool. He just feels bad that this body he got permission to be in is now a mind flare. <laughs> but I also love the idea that I'm like, because someone was just like, well, wouldn't he just be a mind flare? And I'm like, no, because he's this freaking amobius being. That's controlling the body so the Mind Flayer wouldn't get to do anything. Yeah. The Mind Flayer is just along for the ride now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I Like, like I, I have straight up said that if I ever got, uh, like, if I ever was offered the role on, on, like, a stream show or something like that, and they're like, make whatever you want, I would bring Wit back. Because, again, I, like, because he can just plop in and out anywhere, I can have it at any point in Wit's timeline. Mm-hmm. It also didn't help that like I kind of forced me into playing him as the doctor, and I say that I say that lovingly. Like forces is, is in buddy ears, because like there was just so many times like you're just, you're just giving me an opportunity to be the doctor right now. Screw it. I even had a spoon like freaking uh, <laughs> Peter Cabaldi. In fact, I just started playing him like Peter Cabaldi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That spoon was, was good really though. Good. That spoon was good. It was a silver spoon that I killed a demon with. Yeah, because I used Blade Rush. With the spoon as the focus, and yeah. I killed a demon with a silver spoon. I'm like, I'm never getting rid of this thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's that that is Wit. Mm-hmm. I love him. I, I would love to play him again. Wit was fun to play with. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was mm-hmm. really fun. This is a fun episode. Yeah, I liked this one. I, I and you know, Lester, I hope you you enjoyed it because otherwise, this is just two friends <laughs> talking about a characters bored you. <laughs> yeah i mean like we would love to hear about some of your favorite characters oh yeah um, please write in with your characters oh my gosh yeah i mean like one of my favorite things is hearing about people's characters because that's yes. every single character is their own oc you know it's like it's their own yeah. thing and yeah. like we're gonna be doing an episode eventually about like how like our, our process for coming up with characters mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it'll probably be the same episode that we do the characters we want to play. Cause you know, that goes hand in hand, but spoilers, uh. <laughs> 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 but we would love to hear uh, where, where you guys get your characters from and absolutely. And your favorite ones that you've played and ones that you would love to play again. Yes. Cause yes, that's the beautiful thing about D and D is that you can keep playing them. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, except I I love I love that I was just like no I have to have a reason why this character can be in other people's games and also mine I can't stop. (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode. And again, I had fun doing it. I like this one. Yeah, this one's fun. I can't wait to do the next one. Thanks, Spencer, for Uh, the topic. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Spencer. You the best. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support this show is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice and, uh, by telling your friends about the show, you know, if, if they're, if you, they like making character stuff, like, Hey, these people just talked about their favorite characters for like an hour. So go listen to it. <laughs> hour and change. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to write in, uh, with your questions, your topics, your suggestions, your characters, you can send those into difficulty class at gmail.com. We would love to look at them and talk about them on the show. Uh, if you'd like to stay up up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Difficulty Class. You can follow me on Twitter at The Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Allie, where can they find you? you can find me on AllieBug321 on Twitter and at Rumi Roamers on Twitter as well, the show that I DM. Yes. And yeah, you absolutely should be listening to that and watching that one. Or yeah, watching it because you can do that on Twitch. And stuff. Yeah, it's on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. And you can find me on way too many damn podcasts. <laughs> it's all on there. Um, Oh my god, I got lost in that one. Oh yeah, no, you can follow us on uh, on Twitter and whatnot, and you can write in all that fun stuff. Uh, but until uh, next week, have a good game. Mm-hmm.